Hello there. I've been looking forward to this. This is where the fun begins. Take a seat. Hey there, guys, and welcome back to the Jedi Jargon Podcast. This is episode 11. We are your newest source for in-depth discussion, news, and analysis of all things Star Wars. We're a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. My name is Jedi Master OB, and I first experienced the franchise through LEGO Star Wars. And this right here is Jedi Master Jeff, the boy who faced Darth Maul at Disney World and lived to tell the tale. Jeff, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. It's great to be back. Great to be back. It's been a little while. A little while. Um, we definitely we missed you guys. Uh, it's been it's been a little while. We've been surviving. Um, a little over know. what two months since we dropped our last uh, podcast. Just about, maybe just, just under about. two months. Um, you know, you would think that with all this free time we have being home during um, coronavirus, we would have some you know some chance to drop some podcast episodes. That was that was not the case. Uh, I know for me personally. Uh, I'm preparing to go back to school in the fall, um, so I've been, you know, doing a lot, doing a lot of stuff for that. Been doing a lot of reading, you know, personally, um, and just a lot of other stuff that's been dividing my attention. So I've been, I've been a little busy. Yeah, and I know for me, I definitely haven't been busy, but <laughs> my mind has been on other things. That's for and sure. That's okay. I've that's been, okay. You know, I've, been, you know, focusing more on you know wellness and fitness. Um, just watching other things other than Star Wars, uh, and focusing on other other things that I love. Um, you know, we I think the two of us needed a little bit of a a breather. Believe it or not, you know, we we right. didn't take a complete breather. We've still been uh, reaching out to you guys on social media and uh, keeping active, of course. But and know. that's the thing that you you realize when you do a show like this is that it can quickly become a full time commitment. You know, dropping podcasts, responding to folks on social media, trying to grow your following. Um, and, and as much as we love Star Wars, you know, it is one part of our multifaceted lives. Um, and, and to be fully invested exactly. into one topic, you know, for the entirety of your day, you know, um, it can be a bit draining. So, I, you know, we I think we both agreed that we kind of had to take a step back from it for a little bit um, before jumping back into it. Just for quality's sake, uh, really. Um that's, exactly. that's that's us. Uh, exactly. And I know there are many, many Star Wars platforms out there. Um, you know, pe- you know, creators out there that that is their thing. You exactly. know, we got theory. We got um, we got Eckhart's ladder. Two, we got always yeah, believe Eckhart's ladder. The, the two, the so, lovely, um, the couple. I forget yeah, always always name. believe Ash and Brian. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're yeah they're, they're great on YouTube. Um, on YouTube at you know youtube.com slash always believe. Um, they put out some great content. Star Wars Explained is another is another great homie. Um, a lot of great stuff coming from them. Uh, but I but I agree though. It's like you know you and I had been, you know, knees deep, knee knee deep in Star Wars content, um, almost full time, probably since about November of 2019. When we were gearing up. Yeah, maybe even a little, maybe even a little earlier than that. Exactly. Because I know for exactly. me, the hype the hype for uh, the rise of Skywalker was real. And I knew that, you know, we, we both knew, everyone knew that the end was coming. So for me, I probably watched all of the films, uh, uh, spinoffs included, probably three times leading up to the release. Three times of, each, yeah. Yeah, to the release of The Rise of Skywalker. And yeah. it's 
and the months preceding you know it was all the same you know all about the star wars video games all about battlefront 2 the latest updates fallen order i was playing a hell hell of a lot mm-hmm. of um fallen order yep. and I, after um, after the films came out i mean you and i were you know right back into that clone wars grind trying to gear up for season seven we were doing those breakdowns for every episode of season seven um, and then once that ended you know we were kind of left with a okay so what what's next what's next for the podcast you know since we're not doing these weekly breakdowns anymore and mando as well um so i think that was around the time we decided to step back from everything um which it's been good you know it's been good to you know to get involved in in other things and think about things that weren't star wars for a little bit because after a little you know after a while it can become a chore you know and that's the the fear that we have you know it Exactly. It can lean towards that, and we don't want that. You know, we want to be fresh. We want to be into it, and we only want to put out podcasts and you know get content out to everybody um, if we're going to be you know a hundred percent. So that's kind of exactly. why we, we stepped back a couple months ago. Uh, recently, I've been keeping up with my uh, with my Star Wars content diet. Um, I finished a bunch of books in, in the last couple of weeks, uh, Star Wars related. Uh, I finally finished the novelization to The Last Jedi, which I thought was excellent. It just took me a couple months to read it. Uh, because the thing is, when you're reading the books that are the novelization of the films, uh, oftentimes it's hard to, to really dig into them because you already know what's going to happen. Um, but I, uh, you know, regardless, I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. Um, I also finished, I started and finished this past week, Resistance Reborn, which is a bit of a prequel novel to The Rise of Skywalker. And now I am deep into The Rise of Skywalker novelization itself. Also, I know probably a couple of weeks ago now, I listened to the audiobook for the E.K. Johnston Ahsoka novel, which I thought was excellent. Um, but what I would recommend to anybody that wants to listen to these, or to, pardon me, for anybody that wants to read these Star Wars novelizations um, and, and just canon novels in general, is to, you know, yes, buy the book and have the physical copy, but also listen to the audiobook at the same time. Because a lot of these books, um, the narrators for them, you know, they do the impressions of the characters, they have sound effects, there's music. So it really is an engrossing experience that I highly recommend, you know, 12 times out of 10. Um, so that's what I've been up to recently. Yeah, man. Been up, you've been up to more. Uh, it, you know, you've been up on your Star Wars a little bit more than I have lately. But I know I'm looking to get back into it. I know the news that um, came out today has definitely got me quite yes, excited. Uh, yeah, let's that's talk about today, that. Today's uh, July 13th. Uh, yeah, sure. And I got the morning, story right here. You got it, yeah. Yeah, so so this morning the news came out, and here is the headline from StarWars.com. So I'll read the headline, and I'll just read the you know I'll read the announcement. So it's from Lucasfilm today, July thirteenth, twenty twenty. Star Wars: The Bad Batch, an all new animated series to debut on Disney Plus in twenty twenty one. Clone Force ninety nine from Star Wars: The Clone Wars returns. So here we go. Today Disney Plus ordered its next animated series for Lucasfilm: Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Fresh off the critically acclaimed series finale of Star Wars The Clone Wars, the Disney Plus original series will premiere on the streaming service in 2021. This series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, first introduced in The Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of The Clone War. Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. 
giving new and exciting fa- new and existing fans the final chapter of Star Wars the Clone Wars has been our honor at Disney Plus and we are in over we are overjoyed by the global response to this landmark series says Agnes Chu senior vice president of content at Disney Plus while the Clone Wars may have come to its conclusion our partnership with the groundbreaking storytellers and artists at Lucasfilm Animation is only beginning we are thrilled to bring Dave Filoni's vision to life through the next adventures of the Bad Batch. Whew! I am Ooh, beyond indeed, excited yeah. to get the bad boyos back again. Oh yes, <laughs> I you love know, the bad boyos, man. Dude, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna get you know the regulars of the Bad Batch plus Echo. I mean, when I saw him walk off with the Bad Batch at the end of that arc, I was you know my heart was swelling. It. I knew it wasn't it. I was like, we got to see this. You know, you don't just introduce this and not go anywhere with it. Um, So I'm very excited to see um, everything the Bad Batch has in store for us. And one thing that kind of shook me today is, you know, you would think that we would have heard some whispers about this. um, You know, because there are so many Star Wars, supposed Star Wars leaks that come out almost weekly now. Um, Everyone seems to have their source inside Lucasfilm or somewhere Lucasfilm adjacent. Um, but this kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, you were the one that sent it to me this morning, and I was I was yeah. like totally blown away. I had no oh, expectation here, of this. Man. I was so surprised. There were no wisp rumors of anything like this. You knew that uh, Filoni was definitely he had something up his sleeve uh, after the Clone Wars. You could tell that. I mean, even you know, without any whispers or rumors, you know that he wanted to do more uh, in the universe. Uh, he's already working on Mando. Rumors of a new animated series or more than one animated series by him were, you know, long since in the works, uh, you know, long since been whispered about. So, you know, I'm grateful, but I, I still kind of want more, you know, like I, I want um, right. mo- uh, more from Filoni in this, you know, animated realm. Right. Maybe after the um, High Republic uh, publication, of, you know, launched since been sadly delayed to January of 2021 uh, because of COVID. Uh, maybe once that launches, maybe once that gets going, depending on the popularity, uh, we'll see Filoni dive into that era. That would be really cool. But That would be, that would be really batch. cool. Um, yeah, what are some things you're looking forward to with this series? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I, it's picking up right after Order 66, perhaps even around the events of Order 66. Uh, what, you know, we, we can... Uh, we can guess, right, um, and make predictions. I am particularly excited to see how they reacted to the order, um, because they are also clones. They also we can assume that they also had inhibitor chips. But is it necessarily was it necessarily the same for them because they're you know genetically modified? Did they have a? Did they have a little bit more independence? Because you could tell that they were more independent than the other clones when they interacted with them uh, towards the beginning of season one when we saw them in that opening arc. They they had minds of their own, so they could have maybe you know maybe some of them felt something around that time. Maybe none of them did. That'll be interesting to see. That will be a great opener uh, for the series. I look forward to it. For sure, man. I I wonder if they had inhibitor chips i really don't know did, did they did they confirm or deny that no but we should assume that they do right because they are also clones they were produced mm-hmm. in the same way as all the others but 
maybe they're, you know, um, their genetic differences. Well, I know, you know at least they... Echo would have one. Exactly, because he was origin. He was an, uh, you know, a vanilla clone to begin with. Um, but he, you know, just came into some, you know, crazy circumstances with the mm-hmm. Separatist army. Right. But now I would venture to say that the Bad Batch is not going to be doing anything for the Empire, because as we know, you know, relatively shortly after the formation of the Empire, the clones were phased out in favor of you know regular um, recruits and and conscripts into the Imperial Army and Navy. Um, so I don't think that they would be major players on the Imperial scene. Um, and I know that they'd be doing, you know, mercenary missions, which is what the description said to us, but I wonder who they'd be doing them for. Would it be for some other, you know, organization? Would it just be for their, for themselves and for their own survival? You know, um, would they have any interaction with the uh, yeah, they could, they, inquisitors? Who even? knows who they could have, yeah, who knows who they could have come in contact with, right? We could see some OG trilogy characters here. You know, maybe they even, you know, go into or cross paths with the criminal underworld of the Star Wars universe. Maybe we see some of the Crimson Dawn, you know, that'd be cool to see them explored again with Maul and maybe even Kira. You know, I I would love for them to bring back my, you know, my my big woman crush, Amelia Clark, you know, even just for (laughs) some voiceover work. That'd be great. Um, And I think that's one thing that Filoni just gets right you know Filoni through his work with you know the Clone Wars with Rebels and now with the Mandalorian you know he is the king at providing connective tissue into other elements of the Star Wars canon you know I think one of my favorite parts of Rebels for example was how he brought in you know Wedge Antilles how he brought in Princess Leia he incorporated all these legacy characters into this new body of work um, and and it really makes it part of the you know it really connects the disparate elements of the canon into one whole complete story you know and and i know a lot of folks were wary of the mandalorian for example you know where can he go with this is it really just going to be like an episodic thing where the you know a bounty hunter goes and does you know missions for whomever and whatnot but again you just got to trust in filoni you know you've got to you got to put your faith in him that he is going to connect it to the larger narrative being told um so that's what I'm looking forward to. Exactly, man. He understands uh, George Lucas's vision, I think, more than anyone else in Disney. Let's be real. You know, um, I, I haven't watched the entirety of it, but the Star Wars gallery, uh, the making of the Mandalorian, his insight, um, just from what I've watched so far, I think I've only watched the first three episodes something else entirely i mean he just has such an understanding of that og vision of lucas you know he's almost like the adopted son of george lucas in a way um because they had they worked so closely together and he had such a respect for lucas um there is no one else in that company that um has the understanding and respect of the material than him Really, I love that guy. I really do. I Com- wish he completely were completely agree. Um, completely in control. I want to give complete control to him if it were me. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, we we can't make those I, decisions. I saw someone posting. Uh, somebody wrote a comment on the Star Wars Instagram post today announcing the series. Um, 
like like dead ass somebody really wrote like i was hoping for kenobi why are you here <laughs> Uh, and, and listen, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm as excited, if not more excited, for the Kenobi Disney Plus series as you know, as the next guy. But I'm not gonna say no to a new Star Wars series. You know what I mean? Especially after the masterpiece that was season one of the Mandalorian and the final elements of the, of the Clone Wars. Uh, that was a that was arguably even more of a masterpiece for me personally. That final season, like. <sighs> <laughs> it just like there are no words uh we already broke all of those down and i urge you all to go back and listen watch and listen if you have not um because that's just it it brought back revenge of the sith in such a satisfying way man like i know we've already talked about it but that was i needed that i think we all needed that you know for and, sure um, for sure especially all of us prequel ba- prequel babies exactly exactly and you know going back to the bad batch um that's it's exciting man because they have there is so there are so many possibilities as to who they can bring in and have them cross paths with right along their journey i mean the characters themselves are so freaking entertaining to begin with they're so funny and they're also different so it'll be cool to see more depth behind all of them you know and, um, and when you think you know, about you know, it you know we're gonna get it Right, hundred percent. And and when you think about it, you know, I'm very glad that Lucasfilm is going in this direction um, towards the content that's filling in the gaps between you know Episode three and Episode four, um, because they've done a whole heck of a lot filling in Episodes two and three with the Clone Wars, um, and they've done a whole heck of a lot, you know, with the with the sequel trilogy. I think they could probably do some more to fill in the gaps, you know, down the road there. But there's a twenty year time gap between Episodes three and Episodes four. And we get Rebels that fills in the last year or so, or a couple years, I I don't really remember, um, before episode four, but nothing really for the first couple years of the Empire. You know what I mean? And we got a little bit of it with with the Ahsoka novel, but not a lot of, you know, building out the entire universe. That was just one situation. And I'm looking forward to this show filling in the gaps in that early period. Exactly. Once the Empire comes to power. Exactly. Because... There were so many rumors, um, I remember, even as a kid, that swirled around the time Revenge of the Sith came out. Like, how would it connect to A New Hope? How would it, you know, would we see characters from the original trilogy? Um, I remember there was a time, and I remember having conversations with my dad about this. Um, Maybe it was just the, because leaks weren't the same in 2005. But I remember there were talks of han solo a young han solo meeting chewbacca towards the end of the movie um which would have been interesting uh we saw how they met in solo but yeah i still think han would have been too yeah. young with episode three he would have been a child yeah it wouldn't have worked and it you know all well, of this is a masterpiece as it is um but right to see more connective tissue between the prequels and the original trilogy there's so much there you know, because, yeah, it was 19 years, and but that's like a long 19 years, and that a lot happened in those 19 years. We went from the age of the Republic to this, you know, Nazi-like, fascistic yeah, dystopi- empire, dy- you know, um, dystopian. Dystopian, authoritarian regime, yeah. And we saw, you know, how that, how the government, you know, came to be how the government of the republic came to fall the empire rise 
but I definitely want to see some more of the everyday stuff that the average citizen exactly. is dealing with. The um, transition. Exactly, exactly. And I'm glad that Lucasfilm, like I said, is is putting more effort into this time period, you know, with the Bad Batch, with the upcoming Kenobi series, um, you know, while at the same time testing the waters for the High Republic. Um, because I think that it would have been a bad choice for them to throw all their efforts into another time when there are still more stories to be told in this era. Exactly. Exactly. Because it was just, it's such a formative period for the the Star Wars universe, you know? There are so many characters that you can play with, really. You exactly. know? Um, and I think that it... I it, hope, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that them creating all this content in the time period of the original trilogy, it enriches the story that those movies tell. And it keeps it fresh and it keeps it young for the next generation of Star Wars fans. Because I know a, a common criticism of a lot of people, you know, that didn't grow up with Star Wars. They say, oh, I don't like the old movies because they look old, right? The, the, the special effects aren't there. You know, it looks dated. But when you throw in these modern, you know, shows like Rebels, where it shows, you know, Ezra meeting with, you know, old Ben Kenobi and Wedge Antilles and Princess Leia and all these, you know, legacy characters, it makes you want to go watch the original movie and say, hey, like, I, I saw them in the show, you know, um, and, and it really keeps it fresh for the next generation. It keeps it fresh for the next generation. It enriches the experience of the, the OG fans as well. For sure. Like you and I. You know, um, like we're we're not true OG fans. We weren't alive when the OGs came out, but I know I know for fans like you and I, existing fans, that seeing even more depth given to the characters that we've we already know and love and know everything about, seemingly, there's still more to learn. There's more, believe it or not, there is more to learn about Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and I'm you know going into that series a little bit. You know, because we're talking about the future of Star Wars here. Um, it'll be interesting to, you know, I, I want to talk about Kenobi for a little bit, if that's all right. Um, yeah, sure. I am really excited to, I, I hope Liam Neeson is involved in that, man. Really. You know, like, I, I know it It probably took so much to get Ewan McGregor involved, and that's fantastic. That's, that's a little, it's a small miracle um, that we all should be grateful for, that he's coming back in that role. Uh, but I hope that we see a return of Qui-Gon Jinn, um, live action, you know, as a, as a force ghost, perhaps, uh, maybe in the form of flashbacks. Um, but that is a character that really does deserve more screen time as well. Um, so I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, man. Yeah, I want to see Qui-Gon Jinn. I want to see Anakin Skywalker. I would oh, yeah. return love of to see in a flashback. And I know the, the entire show can't be flashbacks. I got to, like, you know, put new stories into the canon. But I would love to see in a flashback, um, live action, Satine. Um, oh yeah, you know I I, I just Kate Blanchett literally. <laughs> yeah, seriously, for real, um, it would go a long way. One thing I want I'm looking forward to in the Kenobi series though is um, Ahsoka realizing that Obi Wan is still alive, or even meeting up with him, um, because I know mm, she hadn't true. yet up to that point. She didn't. She does. She thinks that you know Obi Wan's dead, Anakin's dead, like all this stuff. Um, I would love for her to have that reunion. Um, maybe to have them, you know, conspire a little bit um, and give more weight to Obi Wan's time in the desert. Um, because as far as we know, right now in the canon, you know, 
the only thing he did besides watching over Luke for 19 years was um, duel Darth Maul that one time. That's true. He could have left. We don't know. You know, yeah. like um, maybe there was a time where he had to leave. Maybe Ahsoka watched over Luke for a little bit. Um, that there, there are so many possibilities. There's so much we don't know, right? Um, because it's interesting with Ahsoka when you when you mention her because she could be a major player in this Kenobi series uh, or not. Um, it's it's almost like when you think of how with the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Captain America, how even after everything that we saw him do in, in the Infinity Saga, um, there's still old Cap, you know, like living out his life while everything else is happening, you know, that we never knew about. It's kind of like Ahsoka, you know, like she's part of most of this timeline, most of this saga as we know it. And we don't know what she was up to in that time. We don't know what Cap was up to. You know, like we could see, we could see Steve Rogers return, you know, in some, you know, fashion, you know, like he, Chris Evans has, you know, said he's done, but who knows, you know, like it's so interesting. There's so many possibilities, man. Right. Right. And I can't wait for, oh yeah. For the chance to see. And yeah, same. And listen, I'm, I'm okay with them, you know, maybe pushing back the date of the Kenobi series. I just want some good quality content. You know, I don't want it rushed. Um, I also don't want to have to wait 10 years. Absolutely not. But, um, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So we got that. We have the Bad Batch coming next year. Um, in the meantime, Mando I encourage... Season 2 in October. Season 2 of, Man- of Mandalorian. In the, oh, also, there's a um, Mandalorian novel coming out this fall. There's a whole Mandal- Mandalorian oh. publishing event. And one of them that we're getting is a new Mandalorian novel as well. Um, so there's a lot of content coming down the pipe. Okay. But in the meantime, I just encourage all of our listeners to, you know, read the Star Wars novelizations. They're really not that hard. They're, you know, they're weekend reads. You know, dig through the comics. They really fill in the gaps in the story. They, they provide light into character motivations. Um, and a lot of stuff you just don't get from the films and the, and the shows themselves. So, uh, but that just about does it for us today on this abbreviated episode of Jedi Jargon. Um, my name is Jedi Master OB. This is Jedi Master Jeff as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedi Jargon Pod. And remember, the pod will be with you always.